0: and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility. But what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Hello, beautiful. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I'm super excited to have Erica Seal on. Welcome. Well, thank you so much, Monica. I'm so excited to chat with you today.
1: Um, You know, I'm the founder of the CORE Rehab Program and Knocked Up Fitness. I am a CORE Exercise Specialist a certified Pilates instructor, an FDM practitioner, and holistic health coach. So I love, love, love really teaching women that there's so much we can do to help get our bodies out of pain and dysfunctional movements um, through movement and through mindfulness and breath work practices. There's just really, really so much that our bodies are capable of doing when we learn the right uh, tools and techniques.
0: Yeah, exactly. I know that a lot of my clients are either on one or the other spectrum working it way too hard in the gym, thinking that's going to help them by losing weight or, you know, keeping their body fits. And they're just really overdoing their adrenals, their muscles, everything. And then we have the other side where they're not doing anything, right? Like movement is not even a part of their day to day. And obviously, right here, we're, you know, discovering ways to get and stay pregnant. So we might not even have pelvic floor in our head like no like that's not even really an issue right now Um, which you know it probably isn't But I do think that when you bring movement into your life, you can almost set yourself up to start doing things to help prevent any further issues because we are going to get and stay pregnant here and we are going to have beautiful babies. So we do have a potential of having some issues. What's your best tips on getting started before the issues are there? Yeah, so I love this conversation because prevention
1: ladies is so much easier than waiting until the pain or the incontinence um, you know, begins and I preach this all the time and I know it's easier It's so much easier many times for women to recognize once they're in pain that they need the help instead of like, oh, well, that's not me because I'm not dealing with this. But I will tell you that, I mean, I've had so many women over the years who are like, Eric, I heard you talk about all these things with the back pain and the incontinence and the diastasis, but they're like, oh, they didn't think it could happen to them, right? Mm -hmm. And then she goes on her way and does her own thing. And then guess who she comes back to when she does start to have dysfunctional movement or pain or whatever it is. She's like, Erica, I should have listened to you. So I'm just sharing that story. Cause I hear that often, often from so many women. Um, but there are so many things that we can begin doing. And honestly, the first thing is just start to bring more awareness to your body, to your movement, to your breath and to your pelvic floor. Like learning about your pelvic floor is so empowering. Women do not, unless you really, gone and done your own learning on your own you likely do not understand your pelvic floor even if you're someone right now who's thinking oh but erica i do my kegels all the time that's a big no-no in my world so we can talk about that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah definitely i think that i've heard from a few um practitioners like yourself that that's like old school way of thinking like that's it's not helpful so yeah you can like obviously explain a little bit more now that you let the cat out of the bag.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the problem with kegels or kegels, however you want to pronounce them is that many times it just teaches us to squeeze and squeeze and squeeze the pelvic floor. Well, all that's doing is potentially causing too much tightness and restriction in part of the pelvic floor. And we, many times with that, you're only addressing like a quarter size of the pelvic floor per se. Mm-hmm. It's just a good visual for women to think about. Right. And a lot of women, really generally think their pelvic floor is like the size of a quarter when in reality I like to use a diamond uh, visualization so if anyone's watching the video or you just want to think about this like putting your pointer fingers together and your thumb together right, that makes a nice big diamond that is your pelvic floor ladies it's the Base of your entire pelvis. So yeah. your pelvic floor really runs from your pubic bone back to your tailbone and then your sits bones. So I always like to give the example of if you're sitting right now and you just kind of want to rock from your sits bones to sits bones, pubic bone to tailbone, like just that alone, I feel like helps women to start to see and understand, oh, wow, I have not been activating my entire pelvic floor, I'm likely only activating part of my pelvic floor, which can cause massive imbalance in the pelvic floor. And it causes a lot of restriction. So that's one part of it. The other piece of this is that while our pelvic floor does function on its own, it only functions on its own to a point. So we want optimal function, right? This is what we all want. We want optimal. We want to feel our best. And so really for optimal pelvic floor function, we have to understand how it works with our entire body. Our deep core, yes, our breathing, but also our hips and our legs. Because if we're really tight, Say, for example, maybe your right leg is like really tight. You're really tight in your inner thigh or something. Well, that can contribute to a really tight pelvic floor on the right side. And maybe your left side is weak, or maybe you have pain on your left side or your left SI joint. I work with a lot of women who have SI joint pain and they're constantly going to someone to like crank on their back, realign their pelvis over and over again. And we're like, well, we're missing, we're missing where the where the pain is really coming from. Like we might feel pain in one area of the body, but that's actually just a response. And so the Mm -hmm. pelvic floor is so integrated um, with everything. Cause I hear a lot from women. They'll have like diastasis recti, for example. And they'll come to me and they're like, well, I don't care about any of this pelvic floor talk that you talk about. I just want to heal my abs. And I'm like, but you can't do that. Like, that's not possible. We cannot just heal, quote, your abs because- Mm -hmm well, it's all connected and really in order to heal diastasis recti, which is the separation of the abdominals, which is common with pregnancy, but there's a lot we can do to help minimize it and really help in healing. But, um, you know, I'm like, that's, this whole way. And I think it, I don't know, it's a societal thing of like, Oh, let's just, we want to strengthen this area of our body or lose fat in this area of our body. And it's like, it just doesn't work that way. It really works all together on the physical, but also on the emotional, the spiritual and, and breath. And ladies will tell you like for optimal pelvic floor function, it's all about breath. You can do all the movement in the world. And if you do not do it with the proper breathing techniques, we're really lacking and missing something. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to sit here and be super honest. Like (laughs) alarm bells are going off in my head because I have the separation of the muscles. I had that on my second pregnancy, not my first. And, um, I haven't really done anything to like fix them. I've seen like a, I've seen someone, um, and they're like, yeah, you have it. It's not that bad. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I don't have like any major issues, but I would say that I have like lower back pain way more than I think I should have, considering I do yoga and I move and I go walking and and I'm just sitting here going like, Oh yeah, maybe that's the missing link shit. <laughs> Yeah. I you shouldn't have-,
1: have any. You should be able to be an active mom of two kiddos and have no back pain. Yeah. And if it does creep in from time to time, you should know exactly what to do to get rid of it. That's my yeah, philosophy. Yeah, exactly.
0: No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's crazy because um I think we just move through life as it's normal. And and I'm like right now I'm blaming my mattress. It's an old mattress and um a new one is coming in 2 weeks. So <laughs> Maybe I'll like prove myself right or be like, okay, you got to get serious about like healing this because it might be a pelvic floor issue that you're just, it's so minute that, you know, and I never, um, you know, investigated these things because I always, you always think you are active. Like, even if you are active, right through your infertility, you start creating this really amazing movement program for yourself. But are you doing the right movements? Are you supporting yeah. yourself in certain ways that you don't, you, that you're not, and you don't yeah. know that you're not? So I, I definitely think it's just like we do here in Finding Fertility is helping create those conscious mamas in all areas of life. And I think um, these kind of conversations need to be have because most of the time we're just like two pink lines, two pink lines. All I need to do is get pregnant right? And where it's like, absolutely not. There's so much more that goes with this. And the more that we can do without feeling completely overwhelmed, which I think we can bring these types of movement into our routines because we're changing things up anyways. Okay. So Monica, I want to
1: take what you're saying and make it bigger because- yeah. So many times we think of movement as like our exercise practice. Okay, mm-hmm. so we, we're only going to be addressing our pelvic floor or working on getting rid of our back pain or strengthening our body when we're exercising. But think about it. How much movement are we doing all day long? Even just sitting here. yeah, We can be either improving our pelvic floor and our fascial strength of our body, or we can make be making it worse. We could be standing, we could be carrying groceries and we could be trying to wrangle another child, right? And All of those things are movement. And this is what I really try to get all my ladies to see. And when I teach, especially my core rehab, I'm like, okay, yes, it's important. I want you to do your movement practice, even if it's 10 or 15 minutes every day. But that's not all that I need you doing. I need you taking what I'm teaching you um, and applying it to your daily life, right? That's what it really comes down to. And so it's, it's not just exercise. And I think we have to change and like kind of get out of this whole, like go hard or go home mentality, which I Mm -hmm. see a lot of women doing. And if they're not working out hard enough, they beat themselves up. They're like, oh, I didn't get a hard enough workout. Right. Or you have the other end of the spectrum women who don't work out at all. Like we were saying kind of at the beginning, and maybe it's because they feel like I don't have the time to work out for an hour a day, or I don't have the energy, or I'm so confused as to what to do. So they don't do anything. Mm -hmm. Right. And we have to start to find this nice middle ground, right? Which you should do with more things in life. Um, and this is where I really think like education, not think I know education and knowledge and learning about your body, which your ladies are doing right. And I, especially when you're, when you're in this time of your life and trying to get pregnant, the more you can learn about your body, the more you can understand like, okay, I will tell you ladies, um, we may not think our pelvic floor matters so much, but it does because, well, if you're going to birth a child's, it matters. It matters so much. So the sooner that you can start to understand how it's all interconnected, at least a little bit. So you're aware of what you're doing with your pelvic floor on a day-to-day basis. Like if you've been practicing Kegels, okay. So instead of doing that, maybe we need to start thinking about or bringing more awareness to like how we're moving, right? Are we doing squats in a way that are really exasperating and causing even more restriction in our in our pelvis and our mm-hmm. pelvic floor? And an easy way to pay attention to that is if you're sitting right now, or even if you're standing, like do you are you clenching your glutes? Are you tucking your pelvis? And I will tell you that is one common thing that comes up all the time in my world with ladies and I'm constantly untucking pelvises all day long. I'm like, stop tucking your butt, stop tucking your butt because that just creates even more tension. tension in our pelvis in our pelvic floor. And when I start talking about birth prep on, you know, towards the end of pregnancy, um, well, I mean, we talk about it during pregnancy too, but one of the biggest things I'm always teaching my moms for labor prep is we have to learn how to relax and release so the sooner that you can start to do some of that practice. It's just going to make it that much easier once you do get pregnant. And it's also just good pelvic floor, practice. So even ladies, you know, that are not in this world of, or timeline of their life, trying to get pregnant. Um, again, so many times we think pelvic floor dysfunction has to be actual pelvic. Like we have to be peeing our pants or having Mm -hmm. pelvic organ prolapse, but that's not the case. It could be the low back pain. It could be the diastasis. It could just be, you know, you, you are someone who, you know, you're young enough and your body hasn't been through, um, enough physical. So you're, you're, your body's still hanging on and you're able to tuck your butt and do all those things and you're not having problems yet. Yes. But yeah. I see time and time again, the tucked pelvis is like my number one. I'm like, please stop tucking your pelvis because <laughs> it just leads to so many problems. And I know it's still taught, it's taught left and right in all sorts of different classes and things. And I just like it literally, like, to be honest, it makes me cringe. And it makes me so sad that we are still teaching this in fitness. Yeah. Um, You know, and it's not to say, oh, you can't ever tuck your pelvis. Like there's a movement I teach a lot of, and we move through that, but that's the key. We're, we're moving through it. We're not staying in that tucked pelvis position all the time, because if we're living in a world with a tucked pelvis, all of that pressure is going to go to your back and your pelvic floor is going to just be likely too too restricted and too tight. Um, and then we're also holding our breath. And mm-hmm. well, when we're holding our breath a lot, well, that's increasing our fight or flight, right? We're And especially in this time of like trying to get pregnant, we want to calm our nervous system. Yeah. So uh, hopefully I'm starting to help connect the dots. So like, even our posture and why that matters because we need to be able to breathe and expand and open up our lungs and allow our pelvis and our pelvic floor to be able to, to release and relax. We got to let go of stuff in our pelvis. And as women, we hold on to a lot of stuff in our
0: pelvis. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I was just going to say, I think a lot of people don't realize how much trauma is stored in that area, especially with your flight or flight muscles being right there. And I know that's like an ongoing thing for me and was completely unaware of it until, you know, after both of my boys were born. Um, but as you're sitting here, right. And I'm like sitting in my old infertility brain and I'm like, fuck, just one more thing that I have to put on my list of things to do. Right. And it gets like really overwhelming. Um, What's one thing that you can like maybe suggest to do that doesn't feel so overwhelming to just start making those, because I believe it's small habits, right? Mm -hmm. That build lifetime changes. So it's not like go jump and just have to do these exercises. And like you say, be aware of this, this, and this. What's one thing that they can just like center themselves with when they catch them and create that new neural pathway in their brain that's going to lead to the big change?
1: So one of the cues that I teach that seems to be a really good go-to um, for my ladies is when I just tell them to lengthen tall, like if mm-hmm. you do nothing else or take nothing else from our conversation today, <laughs> it's a simple little reminder to lengthen tall. And when you do that, we're improving our posture, right? and we're allowing more expansion so that we can breathe a little bit deeper. And it just all kind of like starts it's like that's like can be the piece that brings a lot more awareness and improves a lot of, things without us having to be super conscious of them. Yeah. And so that can be a really, a really easy go-to for everyone. And again, it's, we know, we think about all the things, right. And I think too, if I could help reframe that for women, right. Again, kind of going back to this, like we're moving all the time. So, you know, it's, it's thinking about how can I improve my movement because that's going to help make me stronger as well. And I'm actually doing, do I don't have to move as much or do as much quote exercise because mm-hmm. I'd actually rather see women, especially women who are doing a lot of exercise, I'd really rather see them do a little less of exercising, yeah. doing it with better quality movement, uh, more effectiveness. I'm all about being super effective. And then we actually take some of that time and put it into our day to to like, oh, let me, you know, I've been sitting a lot, let me get up and let me do a couple of movements again, it's not for exercise. It's like, remind my pelvic floor to activate the right way. It's remind my spine to be tall. It's remind me to breathe a little bit deeper. And I find when I can, you know, when you can weave a little bit of that that into your day, it's just, cause you're just reminding that energy to go through your body, right? Cause we get, Mm -hmm. we get stuck in our work and our busy work and all the life things that when we can just weave some of these things in, or, you know, you've got to pick something up from the ground. Okay. Well, let's like, I know it sounds so like Whatever, like kind of silly and stupid. But seriously, like if you're going to pick something up from the ground, well, let's do a squat the right way because that's moving my hips, right? Mm-hmm. We're like getting the movement from our hips. And we just kind of talked about pelvis. We hold so much on our pelvis. And if we're not moving through our pelvis on a regular basis, stuff just stays stuck there. So we kind of yeah. just, just got to move. We just got to move our body. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, but it needs to be with love and kindness and it needs to be nourishing for our body.
0: Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like I have a client right now who like one of her tasks, like to do on her to-do list, um, is just so simple of going to eat lunch outside, getting mm-hmm. away from her desk, And, like, getting that movement out there, getting to see nature, being connected with nature. And I know it sounds, like you say, so silly, but those small changes lead to, like, huge, big results. And I think a lot of us are looking at these, like, well, I have to do these big things to get the result that I want. But it's actually just almost dumbing back down life, right? Like, making it the way that our ancestors lived and none of them had to overthink this shit. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. None of them have to start doing it. You just have to, cause I have so many women who are like, okay, I'm waiting until I get everything so I can get started. I'm like, no, just like watch one video for me or whatever it is. And just, or one takeaway from that coaching call, whatever it's and just do that one thing, because if we're waiting until life is, and everything's aligned to do it, we'll never do it. And I hear this all the time. I'm like, you just have to start. I don't know what it is about this whole thing of like, we have to wait till we have all the things and it's all perfect. And then we start, it's like, no, you have to just go today. You know, that's why I love the cue of the lengthening tall. Like you have zero excuses to not start trying that, like nothing. You don't need any equipment. You don't need anything else. It's just you and your body. Um, and that's why I teach so much of that. Cause it's like, well, we don't need extra things to improve our posture, to improve our breathing. We just have to be more aware of it. And again, if we forget for a week and then we remember, okay, you we'll start doing it again. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. just cause we may fall off the wagon here and there. It's like, who cares? Just, okay. You know what? Today I realize I haven't been being in, bringing any in awareness to my breath and how I'm breathing. I'm noticing myself yeah. be really restricted. It's like, okay, well then now is the time you're going to start. You're not going to say, oh, I'm going to start Monday or, oh, I haven't been doing it. So it's not, it's a waste of my time. It really is the, all the little things and we know through research, right? It's the little tiny things that add up to big results. And society today is all like quick fixes and this and that. And I just flat out say like, I don't do quick fixes because that's mm-hmm. That's not how I get you the best results. I get you the best results when it's slow and steady. And time and time again, I tell women, you cannot rush this process. The yeah. more you rush it, like you can get results, sure. But I'm here to help women really amplify their life and not just like, okay, you know, yeah, you learn a little bit here and you do it. But if if it's always about trying to just get through it and get it done, that's really kind of crappy, um, crappy mindset in my perspective, right? It's really like, what are you learning? What is... What is improving about your life? Because then less really can be so much more. I, I yeah. teach 10, 15 minute movement practices all the time. And people are like, Erica, is that enough to do anything? I'm like, hell yes, it is. Yeah. There's research yeah. to back it up. I have so many women to date that consistently do a 10 to 15 minute workout every day. They're like, I'm so much stronger. I feel so much better. And then the magic of, of, you know, doing a little bit is that many times, especially for those women who may feel like I just don't know what to do, or I don't have the energy or whatever it is. It's like when you do say a 10 to 15 minute movement practice, it doesn't have to be super intense. Then your energy is actually more. And you're like, Oh, I want to do another one. Right. Yeah. Like I hear that all the time. Um, you know, from women, especially because like life is busy and sometimes 30 minutes sounds like it's too long. And it's like, Yeah, but I promise every single one of you listening has 10 to 15 minutes to do a little bit more movement or to take, maybe take a break from the movement you're doing and learning something new and challenging yourself in that way. And it's just, it's always so exciting to me when women really start to embrace that and get that, because then we start to amplify everything that we're doing, because it's not about doing more. It's actually about doing less and doing it with better quality and the better techniques
0: right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, I think most practices and life's the way of life comes down to the breath too. And it's another thing we take so for granted. And it's a thing that most of us have not been taught how to do properly, because now we live in this society that You know, is always has kind of hijacked it, right? And we didn't even know that it was hijacked until you get to a certain state of illness or issues. And I think, yeah, the breath is like something to easily do, but I don't think people feel like they're doing something so they don't do it. If that makes sense, yeah, well, yeah, because we are in
1: such a society of like go, 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 do, do, do. When I actually feel like so much now is like learning to not do learning to be right be with our body like how many of us really know our bodies that
0: well right our ancestors would be like what the fuck is going on here you have to teach people how to breathe and move (laughs) like yeah yeah, yeah. But it's but so we true. Do.
1: And, and, um, you know, and it's like, you look at little kids and you see their movement and it's so natural. Mm-hmm. We lose that because if we're not taught, like I work with my kids all the time, not all the time, but like bringing awareness to how they're really like at night, I'm like, okay, just like calming your nervous system. Like I tell mm-hmm. them to breathe into their back and I put my hand on their low back and I just, am telling them, you know, to breathe into their low back. So my goal is that they won't lose that because yeah. when I work with adults, they don't know how to breathe into their low back. They're like, wait, what? You want me to breathe into my rib cage and breathe into my back?
0: Mm-hmm. It's like,
1: but you can get there. And because yeah. when we can learn to breathe that deep, we'll release so much tension in our body. Like just doing that alone can help to get rid of yeah. for yeah. people because they're just holding so much tension down there that it is so amazing how powerful our breath is. And like, I started this, it's like, you, you have to use your proper breathing to properly activate your pelvic floor because no movement is going to activate your pelvic floor. And that's like, kind of like the glutes. And like, this is one thing for women listening is that, you know, if you're, if you think about even doing like a Kegel right now, just for example, and you notice your glutes tighten, well, you're trying to cheat with your glutes. (laughs) So like let go. We gotta learn to let go and yeah. chill out a little bit more. Yeah. So the and person that's... who likes to go, go, go. But I yeah. have learned. Right. I'm getting better. I'm not perfect.
0: But <laughs> yeah, it's a skill that I would say most people have to relearn, right? Yeah, oh, I agree. Sure. I think you're born with it. I watch my second son now and like how chill he is and like that it he doesn't care that he's not doing something and he could just lay on the ground and look at stuff and i'm like god what a gift right like i don't think i ever got that in my childhood it was always on the go come on we got to be doing something I, you know and my my parents were you know were you know they had to work so i was at daycare at 6am it didn't get picked up till 6pm and then the weekends were packed with you know family stuff but um It's really like, this is the whole point is like becoming conscious of these things. And then you, you know, like, yeah, it might be really hard for you, but the gift is, is it's not going to be hard for your children. And that's like the most amazing thing you can do as a mother is to make their life that much easier.
1: Yeah. I love that. And it's so, it just lights up my heart all the time when I see moms posting pictures of their little toddlers, like climbing over them or doing their movements with them. And like so many times it's actually their little ones that are like, Hey mom, let's go. Like they'll literally in their cute little voices, like they'll say my name or whatever, like, you know, Erica's movements or whatever it is. It's so cute when I see that. And it just reminds me too, how much as moms, moms to be right. We Like they're always watching us. And then when you are pregnant, right, they sense everything inside of you. And so this is kind of going back to why this is important before you even get pregnant is because you're getting a jumpstart for your body and for your baby or all your babies to come. And you could then will just be so much more in tune with your body. Um, and you're, it's so funny cause I did so much movement, uh, especially with my oldest. I was super active with her. I was active with the other two of my third, I was put on, um, bed rest for a while. So, uh, <laughs> there was a little bit of that I had to, that was a little struggle for me, but with my oldest, like I was probably over almost doing too much exercise with her and, she came out just like, the girl didn't stop moving. And she was a little <laughs> just like a spitfire, you know, she was a handful. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's so, it's so funny, but they see you moving too. Yeah. And my kids are all into movements um, in different ways, but they really see it. And it really, like, even my son said today, he's like, mom, what would we do if I, if like, basically he was like, if athletics or movement wasn't a part of my life. And I was like, well, you would find other things that are of interest, of course. Right. But mm-hmm. they just, they really latch onto it because it, we're as people, we're humans, we're supposed to move. We're supposed yeah. to, it's not about exercising all day long. It's about just moving. And I don't know. Anyway, I always get all excited yeah, when no, somebody I talking about it. kids and yeah. how exciting it is, and you see how it's not—it's so much more than just about you. And I think sometimes yeah. that saying that helps moms and moms to be to be like, "Oh yeah, this is." I don't know why it is. Sometimes it takes our kids you know, to motivate us or other, oh, absolutely. To motivate us for yeah. ourselves. It's like, you know, we should want to do it first and foremost for ourselves, but if it helps <laughs> use yeah. your little ones, your future little ones to be that motivator to like start these habits now, um, you know, maybe it's again, maybe you're over-exercising and it's time to pull it down a little bit and be a little bit more loving to your body. And those of you that are doing much, maybe it's time to like, okay, I need to start doing a little bit of something because it's really about What's working for you and your body, and everyone's in a different a different place. Some people can, some women can tolerate more exercise, or something they can, and it's actually depleting them. So just be cautious of that, ladies. For those of you that are doing a lot of hit training and running and all of that, mm-hmm. um, it causes a lot of tightness and restriction in the pelvis and pelvic floor. So I just encourage you to balance it out with more rest days, more walking, yoga, Pilates. Um, I love teaching fascial ball work release because it just it opens up so much for women.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds really amazing. Well, tell our listeners where they can find you because I really encourage everyone listening to start following these types of accounts because you are going to get and stay pregnant with my support. And And then when you do, it's time to move on to the other experts. So yeah, where they can, where can they find you?
1: So you can find everything that I do on my website uh, or Instagram. It's at Erica Zeal. I also have my prenatal account, which is Knocked Up Fitness. So that's pretty easy to remember. (laughs) So I teach a lot. I teach a lot from, you know, it's a lot of it's around movement, wellness, holistic health, from pre-pregnancy through pregnancy. I love, love, love working with my moms once she gets pregnant because there's so much power in doing the right movement techniques that not only can help prevent the aches and pains, um, but really is helping prepare for birth and that postpartum recovery. And after having three kids myself and three different experiences and working with thousands of moms really to date, it is just mind blowing how much, what we can do during pregnancy and a little bit really can go a long way. Like I want to say, I don't, you don't have to do it. Like hour a day, right? Doesn't take that. Um, it's the knowledge, it's the learning the techniques, but then that postpartum recovery can be so much more powerful and easier and everything that we can do to have an easier postpartum recovery. I'm like all for it because when you feel better, like, Oh my gosh, when we can minimize tearing, I even, we even get moms, first time moms that prevent tearing, which blows my mind. But again, that's pelvic floor. You have to understand about your pelvic floor to help in minimizing. And I will add to for anyone listening that maybe is, you know, maybe this is too far off, but I just want to put it out there around the C-section conversation because I get a lot of women who are like, but Erica, I'm having a C-section, so I don't need to address my pelvic floor. That could not be farther from the truth ladies, because we have so many women who, you know, whether it's a planned C-section or of course the occasional emergency C-section and their physician will say to us or, or say to her, and she'll relay it to us. She's like, the OB will be like, what were you doing when you were pregnant? Because your tissue is so cut, so nice. And they heal. So much faster. It's just yeah. it's exciting to me because it's so much more than just the movement. It's like what it's doing for quality of life. It's yeah. really what it's so that's kind yeah. of a long thing. but yeah. I also have my <laughs> my core connections podcast, so I talk about a lot of a lot of fun fun things on
0: core stuff. yeah, amazing. Well, thank you so much. You are absolutely a wealth of knowledge, and I'm super excited for all our mamas to be uh, to follow you and just continue on their journey.
1: Thank you so much, Monica. It was so great to chat